Good morning and welcome to The Business Of. Today's topic is the business of magazine publishing. My guest is John Hudak, the publisher for Tucson Lifestyle Magazine. But before we get started, I'd like to thank a few of our Executive Circle Catalyst members whose support helps Tucson Metro Chamber carry out its mission to champion an environment where your business thrives and our community prospers. They include HDS Companies, Hensley Beverage Company, and Heinfeld Meech. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Good morning, John. Hi, Heather. How's it going today? Great, great. Good. So I know you back from our Madden Media days where yes. you were publisher there as well. Yeah. But tell us a little bit more about Tucson Lifestyle Magazine and the history of that. Yeah, well, um, so I had a 30-year career with Madden and helping to grow it from a local uh, publishing company to a national, pretty pretty good-sized player in its niche of travel and tourism. And during that time, there was a parallel with Tucson Lifestyle. So Tucson Lifestyle actually right now in 2022 is celebrating its 40th anniversary. Wow. Which, um, as you know, those of us who have been here for a long time, and I've been here since 1975, a lot of magazines have come and gone during that time. Some that were fabulous publications, sure. but surviving the ups and downs of the economy is not, it's not for the faint of heart. And so if you want to make a small fortune in magazine publishing, start with a large one. There you That's go. It. There you go. So how long have you then been involved with Tucson, Tucson Lifestyle Magazine and how'd that all come to be? Okay, so uh, I left Madden. I, you know, was one of the owners there, and so I took a buyout. I was exhausted after 30 years of helping to grow the company, and I uh, wanted a change. It was a good time for a change. Sure. That was 2016. Then I got into the consulting business, and Tucson Lifestyle reached out to me when their longtime editor-chief, basically their de facto publisher, Sue Giles, sure. was retiring after mm -hmm. like a 37-year mm -hmm. career or something like a 36 years. And um, I thought they just really wanted to hire me for a day a week or something to help with the transition and know they wanted me to come in and be their publisher. So I agreed, and, and but I said, you know, I really want to have some uh, ability to make changes as I see fit because sure. I – with Madden, I created 24 different publications. Mm -hmm. We had clients in 43 states. I'd gone and analyzed markets and what would work and what didn't. And uh, so if you wanted, if they wanted to hire me, they had to be open to that. So uh, they said, sure. And they said, actually, the only thing I couldn't change was their nameplate, Tucson Lifestyle, because Jim Conley of Conley Media that okay. owns Tucson Lifestyle designed it. So, uh, <laughs> but I came in... <laughs> And and the thing is, Jim died a couple of years ago, so we changed the nameplate this year. His widow's okay with that. Oh, as so well anyways, as his uh, widow's yeah. okay with it. <laughs> we updated it. But um, no, uh, yeah, I came in in the uh, spring of 2019, so it's been three years now. But it took me a while. I didn't make any changes until the beginning of 2020 because I did a whole um, deep dive into why they do things the way they do, sure. you know, because I knew why we did them the way we did at Madden. Sure. I wanted to learn about theirs. You know, I also wanted to analyze the landscape, uh, who's the competition, and then I talked to, you know, a lot of people like advertisers and ad agencies, uh, current advertisers, former advertisers, non-advertisers, what do you like, what don't you like, mm -hmm. and then after doing all that analysis, I came up with the changes that I wanted to launch in the beginning of 2020. Okay. So, I, and what I did then was I actually increased circulation 
12%, and wow. I uh, increased in home distribution 50%. Did you really? I did a strategic partnership with AZPM, you know, Arizona sure. Public Media. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, anyways, I, uh, that all came out of the box great. We, you know, had the first three months of uh, 2020 were awesome. We were up, you know, 10 15% over the prior year, and then, of course, the pandemic came mm-hmm. along. Yeah. So. You were so well known, or Tucson Lifestyle Magazine was so well known for that two-cover flip, but you've gotten rid of that too. Right. As a matter of fact, when we drilled into it more, it made for two smaller magazines and confusing uh, stuff for the readers now. Mm -hmm. So it was, and they had gotten into that when they had had a home and garden magazine that they had to close during the Great Recession. But their idea of saving it was just flipping it on the cover. So and it could it, be thin if it needed yeah, to be it thin. Went, it went from a quarterly publication, and then it was monthly content. But those of us here in Tucson, we love home and garden content every month. Sure. So there's no reason to treat it as a separate publication. Exactly. And now we're able to create a better flow for our readers and have a nice, luxurious feature well of everything from community issues, like the chamber pays attention to, mm-hmm. to... Uh, how to what to put in your garden and exactly. and what's a good kitchen remodel right so. yeah it, i've definitely noticed a shift with it i mean the cover stories you've yeah. really gone out there and really mixed things up a bit with these social issues you want to talk about a couple of them well yeah and that's actually very strategic mm-hmm. it's not just cuz i personally care about the the local issues like that water and homelessness or whatever but city magazines all across the country when the local newspapers, as everyone knows, they've been struggling. Right. Uh, they don't have the staff that they used to have to cover things. I mean, in Tucson, we used to have two daily newspapers, and then the one that we have remaining has half, has you know, 10, 15 percent of the staff they used to have right. 15 years ago. And so, people care about where they live. So, a monthly magazine doesn't have to be the news of the day. But we can cover issues that people care about right. and want to know more of, and we could do it in a timely way. Mm-hmm. So um, we just added to the editorial mix to make it more relevant mm-hmm. and uh, more topical. Definitely. We want people more talking about them. Yes, sure. exactly. Good, good job. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I am a fan, personally, of holding a magazine in my hands. Yes. <laughs> but we're in this digital world now. So what have you done to make that pivot with your city magazine? Well, well, um, we, we do do digital things. We're, we're not as robust as I would like to be digitally, and I would like to do more social media and all of that kind of stuff to make us more top of mind in a lot of ways. But uh, one of the most successful city magazines in the country is actually Albuquerque. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And the, he publishes regularly about 260 page issues a month. I mean, just like telephone book book size. (laughs) Right, exactly. And I called him up and I'm like, you know, how do you you do this? (laughs) What do you do this? And all of that kind of stuff. And I asked specifically what he does digitally. He says, John, all my advertisers need to do digital, Mm -hmm. but they need to do it with somebody that specializes in digital. He says, I do what digital can't do. I do a monthly coffee table magazine that has that that tangibility. Mm -hmm. And, And actually, when you get into brain mapping now they can do a lot of things they they track how your eyes go over the screen when you're on your your uh, ipad or your laptop or your phone Mm -hmm. and all that other kind of stuff so um in in the brain mapping also so they look at so when you're on 
your phone or on your iPad or your laptop, you're in what they call um, research mode, and you're scanning things. You're not really deeply immersing yourself. When you sit down with a magazine or a book, okay, you are, this is me time. So actually, a lot of people on their phones or whatever are multitasking. TV's going in the background, sure. the radio, people listen to the radio at the same time they're doing stuff on their thing. Definitely. But when you sit down with a book or a magazine, you are really dedicating yourself mm-hmm. to that. So what happens is with a magazine, people retain stuff more and, right. and, and go deeper with it. And actually, we can tell better stories. So as you know, digital, you measure things in clicks, in seconds. Right. Okay. And not to say that a little video can't do a lot in a few seconds, sure. but... You know, I mean, my readers spend more than 45 minutes a month with the magazine, so we can tell a better story. Right. Yeah, and I think it's a good, uh, it helps with your mood in a way. You know, when you're on your phone and you're still seeing all the news and whatnot, you're a little too engaged and still thinking about the reality of the world. But with a stack of magazines on your bedside table, it's a really nice way to unwind at the end of the day, looking, flipping through the pages. It's just a different kind of mood related to when you're holding a magazine. And, and I mean, what they show is when you do that. So we've been telling each other stories since we were cavemen and cave women, sure. right? But, I mean, so you can influence somebody. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can share a story. And so the other interesting little detail about magazines as opposed to any other media. Mm-hmm. So we're all, if you're on digital media, you don't want to be stalked. You're afraid about clicking on that ad or something. That's Next true. thing you know, they're going to be stalking <laughs> you forever. And, true. you know, that, that's the whole thing. Magazines are the ultimate form of permission marketing. People actually, it's the only media. So, you know, we skip uh-huh. commercials on TV, you know, uh, all this other kind of stuff where it gets, you're feeling interrupted by the commercials. Mm-hmm. In, in magazines, uh, consumers actually, and research backs it up, that they consider the ads as relevant as the content. And often, so I'm a golfer and I'm mm-hmm. a skier, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm reading a golf magazine, the ads about golf equipment, golf vacations are right. relevant to me, exactly. right? Same right. with ski. So they consider, and so they're all businesses in our community. We've got research showing that our readers love to support our advertisers. Right. So. Let's talk more about the advertising opportunities and your readers. Let's start with your readers. Like, who is your market? Who who picks up your magazine? Well, um, and and so first, um, we are audited. So I have to, we, we, uh, we do something that's a little weird, and in, in, in not to get nerdy about it, but we, <laughs> we mail the magazine out through what they call second-class mailing privileges okay. that are only available. And so it's not like bulk mail. Or it's not like other things. So I actually have to have my readers either pay for a subscription right. or physically request the magazine. Right. 60% of my circulation minimum has to be paid or requested. Okay. I can't just give you a subscription and right. and not have you want it, or I can't just direct mail it like bulk mailing and, and people get it. So, um, so all that being said, we do have Tucson's most affluent and most educated readers. Okay. And so second to that, what the reason I partnered with AZPM, when you look at their members mm-hmm. that um, actually pay to support public television right. and public radio, mm-hmm. they are also Tucson's most affluent and educated. The difference was my readers scaled or skewed more female and their their members scaled skewed more male. Mm, so when we did a strategic partnership, it mm-hmm. was complementary. Oh, there you go. I like that. A so. marriage. 
Yes. <laughs> so if you are just now joining us, you're listening to Tucson Metro Chambers, The Business Of. I'm Heather Woolpern, and today's guest is John Hudak, the publisher of Tucson Lifestyle Magazine. So tell us a little bit more about these advertising opportunities. What, what? So, so here's a couple things. I could honestly say Tucson Lifestyle has not been a better value in the last at least 10 years. Uh, so when I came in, I said I raised circulation 12% and raised in-home distribution 50%. That's I significant. Did, and then I didn't <laughs> raise ad rates. I oh. kept them level. So okay. they were getting more and not paying hmm. any more. But then the pandemic came along. So e- all of our advertisers were struggling and people were canceling. Restaurants sure. were shut down. Businesses were shut down. Sure. So how do we keep them there? And there's actually, and I don't want to get into the weeds again, but there's a lot of wisdom and data uh, that advertising during a crisis is a good time to advertise if you can find a way to do it. But people Mm. cut their marketing budget because it's not the electricity or the water or the staff, right? So in order to keep people in the magazine, I ended up having to lower rates. And I basically, I lowered them strategically. It wasn't just an across-the-board thing because some advertisers could afford to pay more. So, but, but basically, it did result in about 15% lower rates across the board. Oh, okay. And um, so, like I say, right now, it's the best value it's been in ages. Fantastic. So. And uh, let's talk a little bit, go back to the content a little bit. With your writers, do you have staff writers? Do you hire freelance writers? Tell us a little bit about that So process. here's the thing. So at Madden, so mm-hmm. when you and I worked there, it was a small company, Heather. I mean, when I started, they had like 10 people and <laughs> less than a million dollars in revenue, and we grew, grew to 110 people, right. $25 million in revenue. Yeah. Okay, but, but all that being said, Tucson Lifestyle is a tiny staff. It's just 10 people. Okay. It's like the early days at Madden yeah. there. And I was blown away when I got there how they produce the quality that they do with mm-hmm. the staff, but it's with freelancers. So they 100% work with freelance photographers, freelance oh, writers. Okay. Yeah, and pretty much all of, um, I mean, so Tucson's just a great place for photographers and writers. We're blessed sure. that we have the mm-hmm. quality of people that we have here and illustrators. And so it's good for them to get hired locally, and it's good for us that they're here. Definitely. And to hire these local writers writing about local things is so important because so often in my past, I've even written for Tampa Bay. I've written for (laughs) British Columbia. I've written for so many things where I wasn't even there, but I just did the research and made the story happen. But when you really have that local perspective, you can tell. You can tell when you're reading it. It adds voice. It has personality. Some of these photographers, whether it's Chris Mooney or Stephen Meckler or whatever, they've been around forever. Mm -hmm. They know people. They do. And they know what Tucsonans like. They know what works in our Mm -hmm. community. Yeah, they tap into the soul of Tucson. They they know what they're doing for sure. Uh, So tell us more about, you've made some changes, say, like with the logo and making a little bit more about social issues, that sort of thing. What else do you have in mind? Oh, that's great. Well, you know, again, (laughs) um, I can only publish as much magazine as I have ads. So, you know, basically a page of ads pays for a page of editorial. Mm -hmm. So I have lots of ideas that until we get further out of the pandemic, I can't afford to do. But, um, I mean, people love food. They are interested in the local food scene. Uh, a lot. So we would, I would like to do expanded stuff on that. I would like to do more about the people in our community because mm-hmm. people care about people and they want to know about people and they identify with them. Um, 
of course, the home and garden is bread and butter. I mean, everybody either wants to know, what do I plant right now? Oh, I'm thinking about remodeling my bathroom. You know, what can I do? What are good ideas? And they see that. One of the things about magazines in that glossy coffee table format, Mm -hmm. it appeals to people's aspirations, you know, rather than just the moment. So newspapers are, you know, here today, gone tomorrow kind of thing. Magazines, if there's a recipe that they like, they'll save it. You know, if there's a remodeling idea, they'll save it. So I want I want stuff that is um, informative and useful and will stand the test of time as right. well. And you have so many great covers. I'm thinking of a couple like the one where it's just very red. It was about the women. Tell me more about that. Oh wow! Thank you. That was that was the red dress project. Yes. yes the red and dress. that was our that was the flip right there. So I mm-hmm. mean, Tucson Lifestyle has had a lot of beautiful women over the years, pretty dresses, all that other kind of sure. stuff. They were always about who's going to the charity ball and who's at, <laughs> and I will tell you, our readers love the picture. Yeah, I, you have not taken ball. that out. We I have noticed. not, because they love it, and they <laughs> want to see themselves there. But, um, so that that was an exhibit coming through Tucson, right. about the red red dress part. And so it, it combined two wonderful things. So thank you for bringing it up. It was an attractive cover, but the red dress project was really about <clears throat> murdered, missing indigenous women. Right. And actually, Tucson ranks number four in the country for murdered, missing indigenous women, and Arizona number three in the country for murdered, missing indigenous women. And it's not that the tribal police don't care or the FBI doesn't care or any of that kind of stuff, but it's in this weird niche. The tribal police only have authority on the reservation. The other, the sheriff's department, I think, do they, what authority extends into the reservation? I mean, so it's this weird niche, and you know, traffickers have preyed on mm-hmm. indigenous women because they fall in that weird little uh, limbo of law authority. Right. And um, so, so it was for us to put that on the cover was signaling it's a new day for Tucson that Lifestyle. That was bold. So was that was bold. it. Yeah, way to, way to go for it. If you're going to do it, do it, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so tell me more about... Uh, we are hearing so much about supply chain for so many different industries and paper shortage. That oh. sure is one of them. So how's that affected you? Oh my gosh, it's been a nightmare. It's been a nightmare. Literally, when I sent my February issue to the printer, where my revenues already did not exceed my expenses, right. I sent it to the printer, and they had it. You know, they usually have it for uh, about ten days before it comes out <coughs> right. in the mail. And um, I get a call like four days after they've had it, saying we do not have your paper, it's stuck in California. And I will not be able to print your magazine on that paper until the 15th of the month. I'm like, well, that doesn't work. This is a perishable product. Right. It needs yeah. to come out by the first. Exactly. So the only option was to buy more expensive paper. Mm-hmm. And, and I have literally had 10 paper price increases in the last 12 months. And my most recent one, I got an email last Friday that said, May 15th, my prices are going up again. And I have another postage increase. My shipping costs have gone up. Mm -hmm. It's been a nightmare. So even though we are getting more advertisers, more businesses coming back in that want to do it, I'm struggling to keep ahead of expenses. Yeah, it's a tough industry. Hence why if you want to make a small fortune in publishing, start with a large one. That's it. There you go. We were talking a little bit about your advertising opportunities before, but, but go a little bit more into depth. About yeah, so um, thanks for asking. You know, we were talking about how magazines fit 
in in the whole thing. And and really, there's with whatever industry you're in, radio, TV, whatever, you talk about the funnel, the decision making funnel True. for consumers, right? Mm -hmm. And how and where they get there. You want the right message at the right time in the right place. Yep. And that's that where people course. send you messages on your phone when you walk into something that, oh, you know, right. you get a 10% discount. Exactly. So, I mean, that, so uh, magazines are really at the top of the funnel about awareness and where they are about, you know, just if you are an upscale clothing store mm -hmm. or a fine restaurant, you, you do what we call image advertising. That's really, it's... In magazines, you're not advertising, I have a sale this weekend because it's a month-long shelf life, even longer. Exactly. You're advertising that I am an upscale clothing store or jeweler. I sell right. fine watches and blah, blah, blah. And let me just talk about advertising in general because, again, I've had a 35-plus year career in it. You know, in any ad buy, how much waste am I buying? Okay, mm -hmm. so if you are a jeweler and you sell expensive high-end watches right. and you buy a billboard, about that watch. How many of those people driving by that billboard will never be able to afford a Rolex or a Breitling or whatever? Exactly. You know, I mean, how much waste are you buying? So at any given time, and even people say, oh, I love digital thing, I'm paying per click. Well, how many of those clicks are from robots? You know, how many of those clicks are people that are just looking for directions to your building? They're already a customer. They're already coming by, mm -hmm. but you're paying more because you've already acquired them. Exactly. So how much waste are you buying? And so, what I tried to do with the magazine first was eliminate a lot of waste. They were distributing. So in Tucson, we all know the visitor market's a huge market. Sure. But for my bread and butter advertisers of banks and doctors and lawyers and that kind of thing, accountants, we had a large circulation in hotel rooms. That, right. that was a wasted circulation. Exactly. Room. So that's where I partnered with AZPM to repurpose those copies. But so then on the decision-making funnel, and this is why I do offer digital add-ons to it. So we create the awareness, you know, how do we get people then that want a direct response? You've got an event. We always talk about it. One of the content mix things that we do in our magazine each month is curate all the events in Tucson yes. for our readers, what we think they would like. Mm -hmm. And so uh, some of those people, they do want to sell tickets. Well, I mean, yeah, you can buy a season subscription and all that stuff through the magazine, but we also sell e-blasts. Right. I have about 17,000 of our, you know, 20, it's about almost 25,000 uh, subscribers, paid, requested readers that also sign up for our e-newsletter mm -hmm. and our right. e-blasts. So that's one way that we can help people sell tickets for an event this weekend. We also do what they call geo-targeting and geo-fencing because that's also very appropriate for advertisers yeah. who want to be, you know, very targeted. Okay, mm -hmm. I want upscale people. I want people that are interested. Right. So I can geo-fence and geo-target exactly. to help with that, and we do it very affordably. Right. So. Yeah, I love how your history comes from this, you know, 35 years ago of the just print. Now you are fully embracing the potential of the digital end of things, too. You have to continue to pivot and evolve to survive. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so we were already talking a little bit about the, the content and how you're making that more robust and more important. What sort of feedback have you received from your readers about it? Or are they ever even requesting something that you haven't touched on yet? Um, that's great. And I actually have engaged, uh, I've hired a uh, third party out of town. Mm -hmm. They do this nationally, so it's not just a thing. But I mean, although I like to hire local, but these guys sure. are experts in what they do. And they also, 
do auditing and other kinds. So anyways, but they, uh, for us, they conduct once a year a, a phone survey, okay, where they actually call uh-huh. people Sometimes about things. And then someone. twice a year for me, they do digital surveys. Okay. And so there's a little difference in each one. There's, there's different characteristics about what you can do in a phone survey and what you can do uh, online. Mm-hmm. But the feedback we've been getting uh, for the mix, although I will say some people you know, cancel their subscription after they sure. read the publisher's letter every month. They're upset. There. I don't care what John Hudak thinks about politics. I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, canceling my subscription. They have uh, every right to do that, I guess. Yeah. That, well, the good news is I always thought it was just my mom that read the publisher's letter. Now I know some other people do, too. But anyways, no. Um, so we do get feedback from readers, some positive, some negative. And so we, we do have to weigh it, mm-hmm. and, and we look into what all the comments are. And so online, sometimes they're able to actually give us more written right. description of what they do and don't like. So we do take all of that, and we have what we call content meetings every okay. month because mm-hmm. uh, we do special advertising sections that are really just sponsored content. Sure. You know, it's mm-hmm. not. And then we do bona fide editorial that's absolutely separated church and state. Definitely. So, um, but, but no, our readers are responding well. To, I mean, overwhelmingly, they're responding to um, the new mix of content. So what has happened, we are now appealing to a younger demographic. Oh, interesting. Still very upscale. Mm-hmm. But because we are talking about things like water and species loss and all kinds of the, what, what are, what's happening in our community, climate change, you know, the the Bighorn Fire. I mean, people, it is more topical Mm -hmm. in those kind of ways. And so uh, we are getting feedback that we're appealing to a younger demographic and a broader demographic in some ways. We where they do. So they do like that kind of stuff. However, I will tell you, (laughs) some of these uh, millennials and stuff that we're appealing to, they absolutely want the content about food. Mm-hmm. They want the gardening. Definitely. They want the home improvement things. That's great. So they still embrace everything that Tucson Lifestyle right. has always been. And even though not all of them are going to the high-end charity sure. fundraisers, right. they aspire to that. Yeah. And they want to know what that's all about. I, so. I totally understand that. That's great. And so what if there is a freelance writer out there who has this fantastic idea for a feature? Should they reach out to you? Not me. No, no, okay. no. That's not my area. It's Scott Barker, <laughs> okay. who's been with the magazine forever and came up under Sue Giles. Scott is our editor-in-chief. Okay. And Scott's just a great guy. He really, I mean, he's very thoughtful and cares. He's a native Tucsonan. And, and he really cares about this community. And he does it uh, for the passion, not for the money. Oh, that's great. That's, that's great yeah. to hear. Anything else you want to say before we wrap it up today? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, if you're not a subscriber, uh, support AZPM, and then you can qualify for a free subscription if you support them. And then uh, look for us at newsstands and supermarkets. Fantastic. Good. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of The Business Of. To learn more, visit TucsonLifestyle.com. And in case you didn't catch this episode from the beginning, it can also be found on several podcast apps, including Google Podcast Radio, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, among others. Search for Tucson Metro Chambers, The Business Of. Would you like to be my guest or sponsor an episode? Find me, Heather Wolpern, on our staff page under the Chamber tab at TucsonChamber.org. Send me an email. Please follow Tucson Metro 
Chamber across our social media platforms and check out TucsonChamber.org for upcoming events or membership information. Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic day, everyone.